0: what's up folks welcome back to the Oklahoma outdoors podcast I hope y'all are ready for this one because we have so much to cover this is uh, yeah this is just gonna be a really really good episode so I hope you guys are ready for it um, I could talk for like 30 minutes in this intro I'm not gonna do that because uh, my guest and I we went we did a full hour just the two of us had some really great conversation and so I want to get you guys to that but I do have some things I want to talk about. Uh, first off, I am recording this here intro on September 1st, which means hunting season is officially here. I actually went dove hunting this morning. My boss and I played a little hooky and uh, went out to some land. Not a lot of dove flying. We actually saw a decent amount, um, but there was just like they weren't concentrated anywhere. Uh, they were just kind of some local dove, I guess. They were flying every which way. We couldn't really get on them very good. Uh, I fired two shots and killed two doves, so I am pretty proud of that, um, but there just there wasn't a ton of action, even though we saw a decent amount of birds. Um, anyway, it was great to get out there, did a little bit of hunting, so that was awesome, and then I leave tomorrow for Nebraska, and so I, I am super excited about that. Um, I got all my junk laid out across the bed, I still got to pack, I still got to get my stand ready, um, my wife and I are switching vehicles this weekend. Uh, so I'm actually going to be taking her uh, Jeep Cherokee, and uh, and yeah, I just have a whole lot to do. Uh, but I'm going to edit this here podcast first and get it out to you guys. So um, one thing I wanted to touch on real quick, I've been uh, kind of switching, changing gears from shooting the longbow a whole lot to shooting my compound. And uh, this is probably the least I've ever shot my compound bow leading up to a season, um, because I've been so enamored and loving the longbow so much, just when I have time to shoot, when I go out to practice, I end up grabbing the longbow. Um, but for my Nebraska trip, uh, you know, it's a very quick trip. I only have really two, maybe two and a half days to hunt. Uh, I'm going to be in unfamiliar territory, never stepped foot on this place. And so I'm going to leave the, com- or leave the longbow here, take the compound. Uh, so I, I picked up about a month ago to kind of start shooting, and uh, it's weird because, like I said, I, I shot the least I've ever shot it leading up to the season, but I am definitely shooting the best I have ever shot. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna to, I'm going to thank the longbow for that. I think I don't know how it translates because it's it's pretty darn different. Um, but I guess just the concentration, the thinking through the shot, like how how dialed in you have to be to make that longbow accurate, it's translating over to the compound, and I am shooting as good or better as I've ever shot and so that is actually very very exciting um and so I never even put field tips on my arrows uh, I had three practice arrows I had three practice broadheads uh and I've just been shooting those non-stop and guys I'm feeling really good like I'm <laughs> I'm gonna knock on wood like I feel like if I screw it up it's definitely my fault and not my bow which is probably how it's supposed to be um but yeah like twenty. 30, even 40. I've, I've honestly never been that super confident at 40 yards. I've always been kind of a 30 and in guy and really prefer those 20 yard shots. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say I'll take a 40 yard shot, but I'm feeling like I could, like if I needed to, if the situation was right, I feel like I could make a 40 yard shot. And I don't know if I've ever been this confident in that before. So, so that feels great. Um, I feel very dialed in got a stack of gear here on the bed. I've kind of been sorting through uh, what I'm going to take. Um, I don't know if I talked about it or not. When I when I initially gathered all my gear up, I could not find my spotting scope. And I was very sad. I was like, I'm finally going to like a wide open state where I can actually see and, you know, actually use a spotting scope. And I couldn't find it. Uh, but last time I was at the ranch, I tore my room apart and I found it. So I got that, got my binoculars, uh, got my phone scope. And so I'm excited to actually do some glassing. And so I'm um, still kind of working out my strategy. Uh, I know I did a whole episode on it, but uh, my hope is that I'll be able to get there tomorrow night, which is Friday night after work. Uh, if I can do that, I'm probably just going to wake up early Saturday morning and plop down on a hill and do some glassing. And so my first actual hunt will be Saturday afternoon. Um, but who knows? You know, if I like, I have a few spots marked on, on X that I feel very confident in. Um, so if I'm really feeling good, if the wind's right, I might go in there and hunt, but I don't know. Like I, I, I've never been there. And so like on Onyx, it looks like I could hang a stand and potentially see a lot. Uh, but when I get there, I don't know if that's going to be true. And so I feel like I need to just be patient and take that first morning scout, look for deer, just figure out where the deer are going to be and then start hunting them. So, so we'll see how that works out. Um, if I, if I end up not getting off work in time, I probably will have to stop somewhere along the way and not get there until, uh, Saturday morning. If that's the case, I'm just immediately going to get boots on the ground, get in there. I, I have to, like, I have to be aggressive. Uh, I only have so many hunts. I only have two evenings and those, you know, I think are going to be by far the best. Um, so I'm going to be super aggressive and, and I can't wait. Like, I'm very excited about it. I'm, I'm ex- like, I'm, I'm not hunting public land, but I feel like this is a out of state public land hunt because it's a smaller track. Um, it gets a lot of pressure from the neighbors and it's going to be like, I'm not going back there. Like it's going to be in and out. So I don't care if I, you know, booger it up or leave my scent or anything like that. Like I'm there for a very short time to accomplish a goal of killing a deer. So super excited about that. Um, Yeah uh dove hunted about to go deer hunting got my stuff together shooting my bow great what else is there got some more work at the ranch done last weekend um feeling very good got a couple feeders filled but not all of them uh i was i was not expecting to get all my food plots sprayed because our sprayer was broke down uh but my brother shout out to him he actually got it fixed before i got there so i was able to get all my food plots sprayed um i went ahead i I bought like one bag of wheat And then I bought, I had a couple like turnips and radish bags left over from last year, like the little quarter acre bags. And then I picked up two more, um, domain, uh, big sexy jugs, I think like half acre deals. Um, so after I got them all sprayed, uh, the next day I went around and went ahead and threw out some of that seed just by hand, uh, just to try to get some, some growth. we got a lot of rain chances this next coming, uh, upcoming week. Um, and so, you know, maybe I'll get a little a bit of growth out of that. And then whenever I get back, hopefully sooner rather than later, uh, I'll be able to hook the drill up to the tractor. You know, the chemical have had time to do its work and I'm just going to drill right through what I broadcasted and no problem there. So, so that's the plan. I feel like I'm talking 90 miles an hour, but like I said, I just, I feel like I have so much inter- information that I want to get out there in such a little time, but uh, so yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and wrap that up. I'm very excited to go hunting. That's kind of the gist of that. This week on the show we have Darren Yoder, and uh, I met Darren at the ATA show, and me and him hit it off. We sat there and talked for over an hour. Uh, I remember talking to him and like my throat started hurting because I just I just don't talk that much that often, uh, <laughs> except for when I'm talking to you guys. Um, but yeah, Darren's a great guy. Uh, he's the owner of Forerunner Blinds, and uh, and then has recently he actually mentions that we're the first podcast that he's kind of gone public with it. Uh, they have recently purchased Monster Meal, uh, which is a attractant supplement um, mineral company. Uh, so he's kind of got the double whammy there. And then make sure you guys stick around to the end because after we talk about his two companies, uh, I just kind of we talk about some general like deer stuff. We talk about. Uh, big buck management we talk you know like I mentioned he's from Iowa he's from you know what most people see as the the god's country of tailed deer and so we talk about like things Oklahoma could do to help them could to be more like Iowa or is it possible for Oklahoma to be like Iowa we talk about you know one buck versus two buck we talk about shooting does how most people don't shoot enough does when to shoot does uh, and so, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite conversations that I've ever had with a guest. Uh, so, yeah, so we got Forerunner Blinds, we got Monster Meal, and then we have just me and Darren kicking it back and, and talking deer hunting. So so that's what we have this week. I hope you guys are ready. This is going to be a little bit longer of an episode, but I think that's okay. Deer season's here, guys. Well, I, I mean, not quite for everybody. Deer season's here for me because I'm getting to go out of state to Nebraska. Hunting season is here. I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, and yeah, I'm so happy. I hope y'all can hear to my voice. I'm so happy. So yeah, that's what we got planned for today. I hope you guys are ready for it. It's a great, great episode. Um, follow me on social media, send me some messages, get out there, shoot your bow, shoot your rifle, whatever you're going to be hunting with, get out there and practice because deer season is right around the corner. So we're going to hear from our sponsors real quick, and then we're going to dive into the episode. Hope you guys are ready. I'll catch you guys on the other end. And here we go. Have you ever had second thoughts about what stand you should climb or what time you should hunt? I know I have. If you're in the same boat and want to make a more informed decision using the trail camera photos you're seeing, Deer Lab was made for you. Deer Lab is a web-based app that takes your photos and turns them into hunting intel, allowing you to make data-driven decisions during the hunting season. Visit DeerLab.com to learn more and start your 30-day free trial. If you like what you see, Use my coupon code OKLAHOMAOUTDOORS, all one word, to receive 20% off any plan. I guarantee you, after using Deer Lab, you'll never look at your trail camera photos the same. Arrowhead Land Company continues to change the game in Oklahoma real estate. They have added new agents and more listings across the state to further help you reach your goals of buying or selling land. Their hardworking, goal-oriented mindset puts you and your needs first. No matter if you're looking for a prized hunting ranch, a family farm, or just a little piece to build your dream home on, Arrowhead Land Company can help. Private water fishing has opened up dozens of private lakes in Oklahoma and Texas for your personal use. You can reserve your own professionally managed lake for a whole or a half day and are even allowed to bring guests. No boat, no problem. Most of these lakes have some type of watercraft on site for you to use free of charge. And again, these aren't just little farm ponds. These are ten-plus acre private lakes, professionally managed for large bass. Some of these lakes even pay you for taking out undesirable fish. You could literally pay for your day of fishing by fishing. If this sounds good to you, go to privatewaterfishing.com and sign up for your membership. Hey everybody, welcome to today's show, and we got a very special guest. We're talking to my buddy Darren Yoder. How you doing, Darren?
1: Good. How you doing, John?
0: I'm doing just fine. I'm pretty excited about this. I'm I'm pretty sure you're my first ever Iowa guest.
1: Well, that's fantastic. That's a privilege, brother. Exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and, uh, that's yeah, awesome.
0: You and I met at the uh, ATA show back in, what, January, I guess it was?
1: yes sir uh, yes sir. we
0: bonded over ranching with our families and and the the joys and struggles that come along with that and uh, yes yeah you and i talked for we talked for a good hour there and i was asking iowa deer questions and you were asking hog hunting questions and so (laughs) i had a grand old time
1: yep 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 cool man no go ahead no no that's what i was gonna say i i think it was um yeah, on Saturday there at the ATA show, mm-hmm. there um, stopped by. And, yeah, good chat. Just uh, I appreciate meeting people that kind of share the same interest and backgrounds and stuff like that. So, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff.
0: You had some cool products there that that caught my eye, and we're going to get to those in just a second. But before we go too much further, I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, and then we'll dive into it.
1: Sure. Um I'm Darren Yoder. I own Four Runner Blinds. Um we've a, we're a small blind company out of southern Iowa. Um kind of the way that I started, which I've told you, John, the story is we started back in um uh, basically two thousand eighteen. Um we farm and ranch here and uh run a bunch of cattle and a bunch of bucking bulls and different things like that. And uh had a brother that was hurt in a horse wreck. So um we uh, were avid bow hunters and he was in a wheelchair at the time and he he was during bow season there and he was kind of like, well, I can't really do too much. And I said, we'll get you out there. So we ended up made a blind and a portable blind. It's got soft sides on it. You know, it's got your zipper windows in it and shooting windows on the corners and, and, um, has no flat wheels on it. And so when you pop the wheels down, it lays flat on the ground or, or you can pop the wheels up and it's, it's got like a, a little, two-inch ball receiver hitch on it, and you can pull it around with your e-bike or your side-by-side side or kind of whatever you want to do it, you know, with a foil or whatever. So anyway, I made a, several of them out in the shop there at, here at home and just had some buddies stop by that we managed. So up here we managed some uh, decent properties. And, uh, you know, you're always getting them guys stopping by and saying hi, and they seen them and kind of went from one thing to the next. They're like, hey, you ought to manufacture some of them. So that's kind of the way we started, John. Um <laughs> believe it or not. We started, yeah, um, trying to seek out some manufacturing and some things like that. And um I want it to be a made in America product. Um and uh so pursued that, I guess. And uh um launched in basically 2019 and of March of twenty twenty. We had our first show at the Iowa Deer Classic and our last show. Because of COVID, mm-hmm. so that's just kind of where uh, we we got we just kind of got stuck. Um, besides of doing besides doing you know social media stuff and selling to local um, how would you say ranches around here that that have you know people come in and do a little deer hunt and stuff like that. So so yeah, um, we kind of struggled through that, and and uh, then we had our first ATA out there um, where I met you and uh so yeah that's kind of who we're about i guess um we enjoy outdoors uh, It's me and my my wife and three kids we we hunt and fish and eat it up i i've got a oh uh, well, i got two girls and a little boy and what and he's all about it shot his first first doe last year and out of it and boy he was pumped up my <laughs> goodness he was he was he was all pumped up but but you know that's just like i said that's that's who we are. We're not a big corporate company. Um I enjoy seeing families get outdoors and I think that's what kind of you and I talked about, just you know, ranching and family stuff and what makes kind of America go around, you know. Um and yeah, so um we got um you know, it's got um RealTree we're partnered up with RealTree. Um we use their RealTree Edge um um Camel. So uh um, and they've been great to work with. Uh, Want to give them a big shout out because they've been great to work with. So, uh, so that that's kind of I guess in a nutshell who Forerunner blinds are, who Forerunner is. Mm-hmm. Um, we've since then we've branched out to do several other products, um, and you've probably seen we, we started getting into the e bike thing a little bit, John. We started um, we've got a product we call the Alpaca. Uh, transport and the alpaca transport outback which you see them at the ata mm-hmm. um you can haul your e-bike and your receiver hitch of your truck or the outback will fold down with wheels and you can put your kayak on there or deer and put our hitch system on your e-bike and you're set so so them are a couple new products that we come up with so and i was doing that you know as we were kind of sitting there through COVID <laughs> wondering <laughs> what, what, the, what they going to look like, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. So that's, yeah, it, 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 it was, you know, it is kind of a struggle. It still is a little struggle. We've got manufacturing kind of um, figured out a little bit, um, a little better um, during that, during that time, I did lose my manufacturer that was mm-hmm. building my blinds originally because um, well, you know, you couldn't go to China. So yeah. there were several other, in investor firms that were looking to build products in the United States and bought my manufacturer out, which is completely fine. I understand that. And he's a good buddy of mine, and I congrats on him on a huge sale. And he is, uh, he's, he don't have to work too hard anymore. So good for him. So, <laughs> yeah. but, but with that, with that, I had to go out and, and source, kind of build our own shop and source our own stuff. And, and uh, so we're, we're getting it figured out. We've redesigned that blind i think when you've seen it it was aluminum Uh, we're mostly metal now just for a cost standpoint Mm -hmm. and our latches are a little different and then our hitches will pull out and um because we've got guys that like to use them on a raised platform they'll be like a four or five foot platform and uh and just put uh two sheets of four bait plywood on there and set it on there and and uh, clamp it down and then they take it off and use it in the spring to chase turkeys so it's a pretty good dual purpose And for up here i wanted something um that wasn't wouldn't, wouldn't collapse in the wind or the snow you know that's a big thing up here you get you get a, nothing against a pop-up line they have their they have their places um but i i don't appreciate when i come out there and they're all Stuck to the ground because mm-hmm. they got a foot of snow out of it, and I got to dig them out. So, yeah. so these here, um, they're designed to withstand all of that. Now, they won't withstand a tornado. We had a tornado <laughs> go through here in March, and and uh, several of the guys that I'd sold some to, um, they got caught up in a tornado and uh, kind of destroyed them. But mm-hmm. anything, it, a tornado will destroy anything. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. oklahomans are a little
0: bit familiar with tornadoes so we don't we don't hold that against you we
1: don't hold that against you no that's just no that's kind of the deal but no you know blind weighs 160 165 pounds um that covers a 600, 600 poly d um cover it's got two zippers on which you've seen on either either side of it you take your cover off um so it don't fade and all that stuff too sometimes if you're not using it um it's got brush loops in it and um you know it'll hold four to five people Shoot, we stick our kids in it and it'll hold four to five people and then we go ice fishing in it too i don't know we, uh, it's an ice fishing hut, which you all probably don't get that cold you don't know what ice fishing is so <laughs> no nope. <So>, actually uh... <laughs> it's kind of funny you say
0: that uh i think it was i think it was the meat eater guys they put out a map of the united states uh that it was basically you could or could not ice fish in these places and that's whether you had a real winter or not and they put oklahoma on the you can ice fish map and i (laughs) i I put it out on my social media i was like has anyone in oklahoma ever ice fished and there's a few people that once back in you know 1987 it got super cold for a couple days but but consistently no we we do not ice fish here
1: yes (laughs) you know that's kind of the deal up here in the winter time so yeah it's it's a good time too. We enjoy pulling some fish through the ice, so yeah. it's yeah. kind of the you deal. Know, but yeah, that's kind of nutshell, I guess, who four runner is and where we're where we've come from, I guess. And awesome. um, so yeah, that's just kind of the deal. So, yeah. so is, um, it, is
0: it a six by six?
1: Yeah. So so the inside height on is seventy eight inches tall, and then from the back you're seventy two by seventy two. And um, then our shoot our, our, our door in it is 32 by 64, so you can get a wheelchair in and out. That's kind of when I first designed it. I uh, wanted to make sure we could do that. And then the corner windows, um, they're 14 by 36, and the side windows are, are 34 by 22s. And our screen, and I don't know if you remember that or not, our screen moves left to right. Mm. Um, instead of up and down, I, I didn't want something where we had to take clothespins out after. Mm. Our screens got little clips on them that you push-button clips, so they hang onto the um, the strap really nice. Um, but but yeah, I didn't want that to get stretched out, and you got to use clothespins to hold them up eventually. So okay. so we we don't have that problem with our minds at all. And um, yeah, oh. that's just kind of kind of the deal, I guess. So. Yeah they like I said. They're very, very user friendly. I'm, I'm a type of guy that mm. I'm a wind guy, and wind, wind guy, and maybe a little procrastinator. I don't know. So, so when I say procrastination is, you know that you're you're maybe stretching your luck out on the wind, and you're hunting certain areas. You know, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. You're hunting certain areas, and you're thinking, okay, now I can. We'll just spray down a little extra, and that deer ain't gonna smell me. Well, this guy, <laughs> I always <laughs> seem to get busted if I push my luck, or, or, you know, like hanging that tree stand or something. You know, I really should have moved that tree stand because them deer are coming out on this side of the plot. I should really do that. Mm-hmm. This here takes that work out of it. You know, literally thirty seconds. You pop your blind up and you're moving moving it yeah. you can just you know grab for, a hold uh, of it for my listeners your, something
0: they'd probably be more familiar with is uh down here hog traps on wheels are pretty popular you know a little axle under it same concept so you can pop that axle under it pull it around with your four-wheeler when you get to where you're going drop it down and you're ready to go so same concept there you go.
1: Mm-hmm. yep yep there you go there you go and that and and so for me i guess it, it's taken the excuse out of man i should have <laughs> moved it well, now if you don't move it, you're just playing plumb lazy. And uh-huh. I, I know I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about myself. Probably not yeah. your listeners, but myself. Yeah. If I don't move it, eh, I'm just being being ignorant and kind of plumb lazy. So, <laughs> well, it's, so we've taken. It's funny, you bring, taken, it's taken
0: funny you bring that up because that's actually what made me think of you uh, that I need to give you a call because I have a you know metal framed uh, similar type ground blind, and uh, the mm-hmm. frame of it is still sitting next to our barn instead of a mile and a half back from the house where it needs to be ready for that same purpose because it's just hard to yeah. move. You know, it's, it's a, yeah. it's a task to get it back there. And so, uh, yeah. so yeah, you can throw me into that lazy category. If, if I had it on, well, it'd definitely be
1: back there. <laughs> well, no, you're, I, I, I'm talking about myself here, brother. <laughs> so I don't want to call anybody out, but, uh, but no, and we, we've got, well, and the, the kind of a neat deal about it is too is even if you've got an ATV trailer or whatever, um, We'll stack them, flip them up on edge on that trailer, and drive your ATV right up in inside of them. And I've got guys; we've shipped them down to Louisiana, Texas, all over Mississippi. I had one one gentleman; um, I think he bought three of them off me. He has a big lease in Nebraska, and that's what he did too. He said I, I can fit my ATV right up in the middle of them, mm-hmm. you know. So you make sure the covers are off; it's just a steel frame, and flipped them on as his, on a sixteen foot trailer and. Stacked his ATVs on on top of them, inside of them, which is at lease in Nebraska, and and uh, and uh, got along real well. So, so that's, I mean, they're they're easy to move around from that type, from that aspect of things, I guess. So, um, but uh, but yeah, awesome.
0: yeah, I uh, I definitely see the uh, the turkey hunting benefit from it. Um, you know, pop it up on the wheels. If you you know, let's say you parked it on one side of the field in the morning, birds came out from the other pop it up pull it to the other side and you're ready to go
1: absolutely absolutely and that well to me also for for me it gets me where we can get them young kids out there and, mm-hmm. and they like to move around yeah. you know so it kind of helps hide all that movement but no that's exactly the way we use them i mean we'll move them in um i, I we always call it we Put them tongs to bed at night, you know. Find out where they're at and move that blind in, and because it's quiet, and you know, you um, it gives you a little bit of an advantage for that. So, I um, yeah, it works really good for that, really good. Yeah. So, and you can, yeah, pull, it with, you yeah, can pull it with a ATV
0: or a side by side, or even one of your e e-bike, yeah. bikes.
1: E bikes, right? Yep, yep, yep. So, if you've got an e bike, I know there's a lot of them out there. We have a a hitch that we call the hookup hitch which is on a website, um, It's adapt- it'll adapt to, like, a Quiet Cat, a Baku. It should adapt to um, most bikes out there. You may have to, on the where the plate goes into the Payoneer rack, you may have to drill a couple holes to fit it so it's, it attaches right there. But, um, yeah, it, it's pretty neat deal. It really is. And, and that hookup hitch, we're able to put, it like, a mini alpaca on the back, which is actually our, started out to be our golf club carrier, you know, in <laughs> golf courses. And now it's, now it's become, it's become a carrier to I'll pack tree stands in and, and, and tree stick, you know, climbing sticks and, and all that stuff. And my brother and he, my brother and a buddy of his went out to Montana last uh, fall to Elk hunting, And then they were in grizzly country. So they packed their electric posts and, hot wire and you know, their electric fence are up with them just put it on the back of the bike there and work your age. So, so there's that, that hookup hitch has become kind of universal to a couple other different stuff we've got going on. So, awesome. but yeah, yeah, you can pull it around with an e-bike and I would, you know, when I say that, we're talking pretty flat terrain, mm-hmm. you know, um, cause it does have some weight to it. You'll have to learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got a little bit of hills, you know, it's, it's got some weight. It'll kind of push you around a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, if you're mostly moving around in your food plot or from one food plot to the next and you mostly got flat terrain like you all in Oklahoma, or mm-hmm. I say Oklahoma and Texas, you know, that mm-hmm. part of the country, even up here in Iowa, you'd get along with it really well. Yeah. So um, the only thing would probably be is – it gets a little muddy, you're going to probably lose traction is what's going to happen on your e-bike. But, uh, but yeah, it can be done. Yeah, it can be done, so yeah. we do it. I got, so.
0: I got to ask this question because I know there's somebody at home thinking it. Uh, is this thing highway legal?
1: No, sir. <laughs>
0: okay. I didn't think so. I just no, said, sir. The, I know there's somebody no, like, hey, sir, I got a blind all, on wheels, huh?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. No, sir. No, sir. Let <laughs> me tell you something funny on that because I've been there. I know somebody's going to do it at Champs. where you like – Hey dear camp, hey, let's take this thing out, you know, mm-hmm. after we have several beers in you. Hey, let's take this thing out. And I will tell you at twenty five to thirty mile an hour, it becomes a kite. <laughs> so okay. it will it will lift off the ground, hit the ground, and come back down. But no, it is not highway legal just okay. because it has so the the, the 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 wheels on it, you know, they're no flat wheels. They're mm-hmm. two inch by twenty inch. Mm-hmm. So um no yeah, they're no flat wheels. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you flip it on a Utility trailer or whatever, strap her down. Um, I always tell everybody take your covers off. I've had several guys leave the covers on, and just going 70, 80 mile an hour down the interstate or whatever, you will put enough pressure on that cover you'll start blowing holes in it. Mm. Um, you won't mess the structure of the blind up, but you will, you will uh, put some holes. But you know, it takes you literally a minute, two minutes to take that cover off and zip it and just pull it off. So, uh, but no, it is not highway legal. So. Okay. Now, once you buy it, and I'm not going to say you're out on a gravel road somewhere, you know, and you're going from one farm to the next, then we do that. But it is, it is, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> moving it from farm to farm, no. Uh, not highway legal. Yep. So. I had to ask,
0: had to ask. Yeah,
1: uh, no, it's all right. Well, it's all right.
0: Uh, is there, is there any other things on the forerunner side you want to get to or that we missed before we move on?
1: Sure, no, no. I think that's about, um, you know, um, I guess, like I said, we we started the alpaca transport, um, kind of the e-bike system on that. Um, I don't know that that's a part of Forerunner, um, but uh, but no, Forerunner is um is, is, has survived some bombs, you know, with COVID mm-hmm. and being a startup company, you know, it it has survived some storms and it's doing well. Uh, we have some inventory. We are. A little bit. I'm, I'm trying to figure out uh, what well, we are trying to figure out. You know, we put a lot of these together, and we're starting to just ship them out. Like, so if you order five or six of them, we'll just deliver them on a flatbed trailer. Um, to try to get away from the the boxing and just the 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 freight thing. You know, right now is kind of steep, and and uh, otherwise it'd be in three boxes. And, and so we're still learning that. I, I'm I'm not gonna not gonna tell anybody that we've got it together um but we got a great product and we'll get it to you um but yeah we're we're, we're trying to trying to um kind of figure out how to do things a little better and, and uh, go from there so that's kind of the deal with that so anyway but uh yeah yeah um well, we're gonna switch gears here a little bit if you're
0: ready and uh yesterday you're you, you telling me about uh just you know purchasing a new company and so I'll let you introduce yes, it and, and talk about all the cool stuff that comes along yeah,
1: with Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So Forerunner has purchased Monster Mill. Um, actually, you're one of the – well, you're the only public guy out there that that has that – yeah, that we've told yet. So uh, this has been an acquisition we've been trying to get finished up for several months, and it's getting close. Well, it's, it's a done deal. We're moving most um, – we're moving inventory to Iowa so we can ship out here. Mm-hmm. Um, same great people. Um, we're going to use the same mill um, that Monster Mill was originally with. They're great people. They're a great product. Um, it's it just we we felt it was they, they actually come to us and they were looking for a a farm ranch family and that's who we are. Um, we understand feed. Um, like I said, we have. Um, livestock within the show, show industry and, and we run buck and bulls and, and for and them classic bulls too. And so, you know, we know, no feed a little bit and, or a lot, I guess I should say. And, and so we thought it'd be a good fit and we, um, we've, we've purchased monster mill. So, so the cool thing about monster mill, and I, and I don't, it, it is, is a lot of it, is how the mill processes different feeds and different things like this. You know, like this product here and this product here, you know, we've had, we've got over 75 years of, uh, animal nutrition back into this product. You know, it was de- designed by several avid deer hunters. Um, we've done 40 different pallet tests. We've done, I mean, extensive research on, 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 the palatability and, uh, the attract, the attractant and just, just, um, feed and the mineral side. And, and they, they've done it very well, very well. Um, I, they're again, like I said, we're, we're, uh, with Canadian whitetail TV. Um, they're on the pursuit channel, look them up. Dean does a great job. Been on the program for a couple of years here. Um, definitely puts mass and and size into them deer um and then real tree um we are actually a um real trees official feed so know the jordan's very well great people great company um big shout out to them guys and uh for trusting us with their feed needs and and i i I don't know we're in a drought up here Mm -hmm. john and i think i don't know we struggle with food plots you know we put food plots in kind of like probably like everybody else does but if you don't get no rain it's just hard to get anything to grow you know mm-hmm. um we we this here um you can fill a feeder and know that deer's going to get exactly what he, he needs you know he's going to get his vitamins his his zinc you know he, you know he's going to get his potassium his calcium phosphorus you know um copper all that all that good stuff, you know, in, in a, in a feed package. So I, I, we thought it was a good fit for Forerunner, um, j- just because of the company and the people that's behind it. And, uh, so, yeah, so we are, uh, we're, we're the owners of Monster, Monster Mill and proud of it. And, uh, we're excited to see where it'll go and, and the people behind it. And, and uh, yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah, we make, um, we make a mineral block. We have a, a, um, a protein block, um, that's a 23% protein block. And then we got different mineral supplements. We've got five pounds, 20 pounds. Um, there's a, there's feeder pellets in there. Um, they're, they're more 40 pound feeder pellets that we've got. We've got that product and then we've got also your attractants, um, that are, um, are, are there are six pound and 20 pound attractants so so yeah and i shoot we've got guys even bear hunting over the attractants mm-hmm. i sent some two guys up here in minnesota bear season started mm-hmm. and uh they're getting or they're getting ready to, to go hunting i guess you should say so they've got cameras up and and they're um watching bears and yeah it's just kind of a neat deal so awesome. so yeah that's kind of the kind of in a nutshell who monster Mill is so awesome. excited to I don't know. Um bring it to to the public that we've got it and, and we'll see what happens with it, I guess. So awesome. um
0: you uh yeah you, you, yeah you probably don't know that most or know this. Most people outside of the state don't, but uh Oklahoma has a bear season uh in the southeast Do portion, they really? Yep, in the southeast portion be. of the state. Um I I believe I'm getting this right. I believe they originally uh introduced them back into Mississippi and from Mississippi they went to Arkansas and then now from Arkansas They're coming into eastern Oklahoma, Um, and so it it started several years ago, and they had, like, a real, you know, tight quota, Um, but I believe Mm -hmm. it was just last year, there's a, I want to say there's six to eight counties in the southeastern part of the state that now have, like, an open archery season, Um, and then they have a limited quota muzzleloader season uh, a little bit later. Um but yeah yep you can you can hunt and kill bears. that's very cool mm-hmm. so. So that's very
1: cool. you know it's hard to kind of for me i I'm kind of a homebody just mm-hmm. because of what we do, so I don't get out of out of the, the the out of the state of Iowa very much, but I've got some good friends in in Arkansas that have monster bears on their ranches too, mm-hmm. just monster bears yeah. I mean, and it's when you think bears, you always think a really cold climate or for i i do mm-hmm. think a cold climate and you're thinking out west or north somewhere but yeah there's there's some big bears in arkansas too so so very cool very cool very cool so yeah
0: i'm a i'm a big fan of mineral blocks instead of granular mineral um when i was Mm -hmm. i -hmm. just graduated from college and you know i wasn't married and thought i had all the money in the world and going into that first deer (laughs) season i i went all out and uh, i bought a whole bunch of of granular mineral went and poured it out and hung cameras over it and uh, within 48 hours, there was not a grain left. Those hogs absolutely loved oh, no. that stuff. I mean, I had, I had oh, pictures no. of hogs like on their back rolling in it, and, uh, <laughs> and they ate every bit of it. And so oh, um, no. I switched it up and moved to a block. And, uh, and they'll, they'll come by and they'll kick it around a little bit, but they can't just devour sure. the whole thing at once. Yeah. And so yeah. so, yeah, I learned the hard way. Yeah. mineral block is the way to go around here
1: yeah so. yeah yeah yep. now that's what that's what we do too and in, in, in the state of iowa you know we can we can feed up till hunting season and then all that's got to disappear so you know and i don't know you know right now everybody's talking about ehd right now um blue tongue because it's been so hot um but we've only been hot and dry for the last you know for for I, I in my opinion for the last 45 60 days mm-hmm. you know so i I think we're going to save mo- a good majority of them older class bucks. Mm-hmm. I, I really think we will, but but also I do think that the the owners that are out feeding them deer give them a little little leg up on some of that. You know, they're just getting some nutrition into mm-hmm. them and they're not stressing them out looking for feed to you know browse and different things like that when you're hot and dry. So so yeah, that's kind of kind of where we're at, I guess. So anyway but uh so yeah no that's i don't know all right well, cool, so cool. but yeah i was gonna say if you guys on the monster mill um look us up on our website uh monster mill we got facebook also shoot us a message if y'all's interested um if you order it we'll get it out to you um ship it out to you also and, and if you if you got a big ranch and you want several pallets um, shoot me a message or, uh, if you make it, it'll either go to Keaton or Keaton and I, he's, I think he met Keaton. He was out there at ATA too. Yep. Um, so they'll go to one of us and we'll reach out to you, um, on the blinds. If you go to 400blinds.com, um, you can check the blinds out there. The Alpaca e-bike systems are at alpacatrans.com. You can check them out there, um, yeah shoot us a message like i said we'll reach back to you and uh yeah i appreciate it so much y'all yeah. appreciate it a bunch and yeah, yeah you, wish you guys wish you, everybody out there a happy and safe hunt season because i know it's right around the corner mm-hmm. so yep. so yeah do
0: uh do you need to get kinda, going or can i ask one more no t- like
1: no ten minute go question. ahead buddy
0: man i, I have a Absolutely. bunch of questions i want to ask i'm trying to narrow it down ask me so i uh, me. I'll, no. I'll, I'll try to make this one quick uh so, I, I think we talked about it at the at the show. Uh, I bought this year my fifth Iowa point. And so, next year, I should be able and, and I, I still got to figure out my hunt schedule for next year, but I believe I could go hunt just about anywhere in Iowa I wanted to next year. Um, so, as a non-resident coming out to Iowa, what can somebody expect to... You know, what kind of deer hunting can somebody expect, I guess?
1: Um, I... So, so that that's a really good question. That is a really good question, because I think there, no, no, I kind of chuckle about it because there's two to me for for me to answer that question with being a native here, and I, so with what we do, and we're in the harvest season too. We're getting corn and beans out, so we're not in the tree every every day. Or, yeah, so I I let them deer tell me basically what's going on so so when we're out when we're out in the country here we're driving from farm to farm and you start seeing bucks moving around like just cruising like you will see 180 you know 160 stuff like that just out in the middle of daytime that that's that is that's a time to be sitting in a tree and and the game is rolling um for for an outer stater to come in um Basically, I look at basically November 4th to maybe the 14th in there, and then I really like Thanksgiving, right around Thanksgiving. I really love Thanksgiving. I've had probably – I've shot my biggest deer right around Thanksgiving, and I think it probably – some of it is we're still in the field doing some harvest stuff, Mm -hmm. and – you know they're already on those by the time I, we get out of that, you know get out there and around thanksgiving we've kind of caught up with all the cattle stuff and all the harvest stuff and we're able to not sit in a tree and think about stuff that we need to do <laughs> uh-huh. and i'm able to go hunt and enjoy it and that thanksgiving week there between that between thanksgiving and the first um, shotgun season in december seems to be really really good so i i would I would, outer state are coming in, it, it'll be fast paced. I, I really, you're, unless we get some heat, if we get some heat the first of November, you'll be like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. You're like, you'll be very disappointed. But if it's cool, it, 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 it is a blast. And, and there is, we we've been very blessed to have um, some, some nice, nice managed, well-managed deer herds here in Iowa. And even on public and even if you catch a lease or private stuff, you know, Um, but there are some really good deer out and it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's fast paced and it's fun. And yeah, it's just, um, it's kind of hard to describe a little bit because, um, I, I almost think each farm with us, each farm is kind of different. And I say that because I think it depends on, on your doe number. So if we take off, you know, 10 does off of this farm last fall, I think it's a little faster pace because the bucks got to travel more. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they got a few less does on that farm and, and so they're, they're, they're cruising a little harder. Um, But no, um, yeah, it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I, you know, you just get up here in November, it'll be fun. Yeah. So, um, but I, I would that, that, that if you can't be here the first part of November, that for me, that Thanksgiving to the first shotgun season is really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah. Okay. It's That's funny, kind of my I, opinion, uh, I guess.
0: I think it was uh, about four years ago, I uh, loaded up my wife one weekend and took her on her dream vacation to the Iowa Deer Classic. Which It's hard for me to make it up there because uh, Oklahoma actually has their big show the same weekend as Iowa. Um sure. but uh but about four years ago my wife and I packed up and went and uh she actually loved it because she got to hold a baby grizzly bear. There was a guy there with baby oh, bears. Oh, that's um, good.
1: But uh
0: good. but I loved going around. I mean it was a you know, obviously it's a huge show. Um the who's who's, you know, if you've ever seen that person on T V, they're gonna be there. Um but I loved, you know, talking to people and one thing that kinda stuck out to me though is it seemed like on average, you know, your average deer hunter there was chasing roughly the same caliber deer that I chase here, and that most Oklahomans, mm-hmm. you know, somewhat have an opportunity at. You know, not monsters, mm-hmm. but good, respectable deer. The difference was almost every single one of those people at some time in their life, like, Oh well, and then I killed this, you know, two hundred seven, or I killed this one ninety yeah. three. You know, it's like like they all had that that Iowa dream deer that everybody dreams yeah. of. Not near as so many yeah. Oklahomans have that that buck on the wall as a. But yeah, yeah, It's like, yeah. awesome. I, I, we I,
1: in in yeah, you say that yeah that. So I. You know, we, we chase them one sixties and one seventies, and I get a thrill out of chasing them just just as big, just as much as I do them bigger deer. We have been blessed to, you know, my brother he he's shot a deer that's over two hundred, and I've shot a couple deer that's I uh, want that's you know quite a bit over two hundred, and 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 we've got others that are close to two hundred. But I still get, I mean, right now my top deer that I want to pl- that that I want to take. That's the top of my list this year. Is a mainframe seven. That's probably 160 inches. Mm-hmm. Just a freaking beast, you know. And he's just a he's just a seven. Mm-hmm. I've got a so the kind of the joke is we've got a six on one farm, and he's a big six. I bet he'll go 150 each. And he's kind of got a belly on him. Kind of got some age and. So I, I told my brother Kevin, I said, Well, if I shoot a six, seven, I've got an eight, nine, ten, and a thirteen on the wall. <laughs> uh-huh. So I have it about all figured out. See? Yep. So so you know, but but that's that's coming from me. I mean I don't know. We we look at them, them big deer, if they get away, um we're we're blessed to be in an in an area that if they do get away, we look at that as, as genetics. So they're breeding does um that's your next genetic pool coming up that's what you want you know um several years ago that for instance kind of a deer story when kevin shot shot is uh, we called him palmer um just 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 a beast you know and it we had several that deer gave us slip on several different times we were hunting and then he was maybe with three or four does all through that november breeding season and i kind of took took from i don't know for us for a lesson for me i guess what i took from that is you know them bigger older bucks probably don't get as many does serviced Mm -hmm. as we think they do at at least this is coming from us from our from our little operation from from what we gather so you know if if you can get them where say they do give you the slip and you run out of time and you don't get it get get the deal pulled off and that deer makes it another year he's just going to get older and and yeah you may get a little smarter but you know i believe in that age structure getting that deer seven and a half nine and a half and i, I think that's when they really blow up but you probably got listeners that disagree with me but that that's for us mm-hmm. for us that's where we see the big jump yeah. um so why not let them breed a few does and, and then always for us we always take our old does off so yeah. that them young does come up just in case that is a set of genetics out of that deer you know but that that's me getting into the genetic side and that's where i get a little goofy with it i guess so mm-hmm. that's what keeps me going with it yeah. so yeah. um well, but yeah that's kind of
0: well i'll good, get myself so. in trouble with my own listeners i warned you about this before we started recording uh just kind of a hot topic that seems to keep coming up in oklahoma is uh right now we're a two buck state and there's a lot of people that want to pull that back to a one buck state because they think it'd be, it'd make people more selective, you know, not to shooting the first thing that come along, which, which mm-hmm. I get, you know, I, I'm torn on this subject myself, but a lot of people look, you know, just North of us to Kansas, Kansas is a one buck state and they have all these, you know, giant deer. People love going to Kansas. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of people will be like, Oh, you know, like Oklahoma could be the next Kansas or the next Iowa. But, you know, I think it's something a lot of people forget is Iowa's not a one buck state. It's uh, it's a two to possibly three. Correct.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. 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 So you get, so I get up. So what I do, we get a landowners and then I bow, buy a bow tag. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's, so I use one tag for a coal buck and then I use one tag for just a, you know, like this, this seven or whatever, if I get an opportunity to shoot him, you know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's that's you almost John. That's almost a trick question there. Um, <laughs> it is on, on that <laughs> because on I'm,
0: that yeah, I'm I'm the same way as you. Like you know, which rarely do I have two mega trophies in a year anyway. Um, but w- sure. I have I have a lot usually of you know old like seven you know six seven eight year old eight points that are you know some might mm-hmm, be one twenty might be some might be one forty um but not what i would consider a trophy but they're old mature deer and so a lot of times i'm using you know one tag on a buck like that and then saving my other tag for a trophy and and i get that not everybody Mm -hmm. does that but i think there's a whole lot more to the equation than just you know if we go to one buck state all of a sudden we're gonna be a trophy state um you know like i just you know i was known as the the corn capital of the world, you know, and and soybeans, you know, is a huge part of it. The, yep. the soybeans probably do more for the deer than the corn, I would guess. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, and Oklahoma has some ag, but you know, overall, it's more of a cattle state. Um, and you know, Bermuda grass is just not very nutritious for a tailed deer.
1: That that's true, and and I, you know, I would say your genetics too is going to play part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I that that and I. I still say we need to manage our does. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we manage your does. I think you, you're going to, well, I shouldn't say, I think you're going to take pressure off of them, larger bucks that have that potential to blow up or take a pressure off of them, them bachelor groups. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you manage them does and then take, take a, you know, take several does out of your farm or your lease or whatever. I, I think you'd take, you, you would notice, um, probably some of them bucks kind of fill out and blow up just a little bit just because number one, they're going to have, you know, more, more brows for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but yeah, I think it's, it's kind of a pressure, social pressure deal too. Mm -hmm. I don't know. um, Yeah. The the one buck deal, boy, I don't, um, for me, I, like I said, I, we do two, two bucks. I I personally, I don't take any more than that, but we will shoot several does. And I I think there's more to that. I agree with you, John. There's more to that. Um, there's more to that than just saying, let's, let's be a one buck state and our deer blow up. There's more to it than that. Um, you know, there's feed, nutrition, you know, well, nutrition and feed is kind of the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, deer management, um, and just just kind of genetic wise mm-hmm. so i think that's that's a big thing too yeah. um i was i was listening to a uh my old buddy of mine the other day um, so i sell him some corns plant corn austin chandler mm-hmm. he's out of illinois there and him and i were talking about it. he bought a farm here in iowa and just up the road from me a little bit and um he's been looking for a farm for a while and um kind of got a pointed in the right direction, and, and, um, so, you know, he was, he was saying, you know, it's, it's not a great big farm, but it's got the genetic potential, mm-hmm. you know, there's been 200-inch deer shot all around it, mm-hmm. so it's got that genetic pool, and he was able to purchase a, a great farm, and, and, uh, so, you know, he's, he's in the right neighborhood, so that's where I would, I guess, kind of think about that, too, yeah. so. I got,
0: I got so, one more yeah. management question for you. I, absolutely I'm, I'm just pulling these out out of my sleeve right now i wasn't planning on going into this but i'm I'm loving this conversation no, do it. so let's, let's um,
1: do it let's
0: do it so you know you're talking about how an important part of this is shooting does and i agree and that's something i'm i'm pretty bad at um but i'm planning to get better um i've heard two different theories on shooting does and basically when you should shoot does um i've heard one argument is you should shoot them early season um, because that's going to create more competition for bucks and thus more movement. You know, they're going to have to basically, the, a buck is going to have to travel more in order to find a, a, a hot doe to breed. Yep.
1: yep and then, that.
0: Obviously the other side of that argument is I've heard you want to shoot does later because the more does you have, the more attractive it is for bucks coming in because they have more to choose from. They have more to, to, you know, smell and try to breed. Uh, so what is your opinion on when somebody should shoot a doe?
1: um so there is a time here in october we may shoot like one or two does and that's it Mm -hmm. um but we will wait till january to do most of majority of our doe harvesting Mm -hmm. um i believe that if we take if you if you take your does out on your farm or your ranch in the years before, you'll you'll get that competition. I think that's what I had mentioned earlier when we were talking here. That competition for the bucks. If you take them ten or so does off of each ranch, or whatever your buck to doe ratio is, if it's if you got a buck to doe ratio, to me, I like a my my buck to doe ratio is like one to four, one to five. Hmm. Um, but I know i manage some properties that are literally one to 15. Mm. Um, and, and the, the, them owners are going to work on their does this fall and in this winter to try to mitigate that problem and, and get it more balanced um, doe and buck ratio. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It goes kind of the same theory as, as I, um, you know they they say well if you shoot a yearling off of a doe that makes that doe come in estrus a little sooner too mm-hmm. I don't know yeah I don't know yeah. you know um some of this is daylight time too and this is the way God created it so mm-hmm. um you know that buck's gonna when that doe comes in that them bucks are gonna smell that doe I don't care if it's if it's it's one or two does yeah. they're gonna you know they're gonna they're gonna chase that doe yeah. you know now now your bigger mature bucks they're pretty smart they're probably going to they're going to hold back and mm-hmm. what you're going to see is a bunch of 120s or spikes you know so that oh the other year it tickled me uh oh, a little deer store here his last fall had it had a um doe come by tree stand 30 yards and uh oh my goodness she had two spikes on her she had a four and there's there is another six or an eight on them she had four or five little bucks and they were just just chasing around this tree chasing around you know the guy the 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 deer that the big guy he was just stood off in the back you know mm-hmm. um he wasn't going to have he, he didn't want the competition um and i and i think for us that uh, that's what i've seen now i know there's there's people that argue that well that that there's there's a sweet 48 hours in that Big 160, 170, 200 inches. Life in that fall, there's forty eight hours, seventy two hours that that deer is just tearing everybody up and and chasing all kinds of does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. This is from my own experience hanging into a tree, hanging on the side of a tree or in a blind where we we've, we've actually been able to, to shoot these big deer, and they've always been by themselves and they've always been with one doe. I've never seen. Well, for like like Palmer and, and them type of deer, Hedge, that we, we couldn't nickname a hedge, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we've never seen them with competition, you know, with other bucks chasing them. So, I don't know um i just think that once for us once we see big deer moving in the cornfields they're out at, at at sunrise coming up and they're out in cattle pastures when those are the ground that's when we know that we need to be in a tree and that's kind of what we we, we kind of base it off of that really um and we don't really have a set time well we're going to be from november 8th or 4th to the 8th we're going to hunt this yeah. we don't really do that but yeah. we can do that because we live here right. so right. um we can we can kind of um, I guess use that as our guide to what we're gonna do. I guess so. So that's kind of the deal. But I don't know if that answers your question or not. No, that was um, great. Yeah, kind, of, kind of run around. I guess. But nah, but okay. no, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of kind of the deal. So. Yeah.
0: Well, man, I could, I could ask you a hundred more questions, but I want to be respectful of your time, and I need to get going Oh, no, you're so, good, brother. Uh, real quick, you're before good. we close out, why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can find your stuff again, and then we'll shut her down. Sure,
1: sure, absolutely. So if you guys are interested in blinds or more info on the blinds, look up forerunnerblinds.com and shoot us a message there. Um, also, the alpacatrans.com. If you're interested in any of that, I'll pack a gear to haul your e-bikes around, or even your your coolers, um, your coolers, camping gear, whatever. Um, check that out, and then also Monster Meal. If you're interested in any uh, um, attractants, feed pellets, you name it, um, mineral blocks, protein blocks, look us up. Um, like I said, we're we're uh, ranch people, and uh, we want to. Um, help you achieve certain goals that you've got and uh, yeah we're just we're just family so mm-hmm. um we want to be your family and want to be treated like family and, and that's kind of who we are john so um we're we uh we put our cowboy boots on like everybody else does <laughs> and chase cows and mm-hmm. do a little rodeo and and uh we're getting ready to go to vegas here in about a month and a half so mm-hmm. yeah awesome. so that's that's just kind of who we are awesome so, i love it man yeah. but uh
0: you would so. make
1: a great okey. No. <laughs> well, I tell you what, um, if, if the winters get, I, I'm getting. <laughs> even though I live up here, uh-huh. I'm getting. You <laughs> where I hate winters. Yeah. Even I hate winters. I wish we'd get dry back and forth. Yeah. Um, I caught COVID here. Uh, it's been a, a year or so ago, and after that, man, my feet get cold, and I don't know mm-hmm. if that's that's anything mm-hmm. to do with COVID or not. But yeah. I just. I I do like Oklahoma and Texas, so Good. anyway, Good. but uh, but yeah, I appreciate your time and mm-hmm. appreciate you, John, and Absolutely. your audience, and yeah, like I said, I, um yeah, I just mm-hmm. we we enjoy the outdoors and hunting, and and uh, that's just who we are. So
0: that's great, that's How great. Cool. I tell you what, cool. go uh, go lay down a slammer this fall, and we'll have you back on. <laughs> you can tell the story, and then I'll get, ask you a couple more questions. So
1: we'll do that we'll do that I look forward to it so appreciate it john you have a good evening and and uh, appreciate you and uh, like i said everything you do and we'll uh we'll catch up later yes so. sir
0: i appreciate it thank you
1: yep take care
0: all right folks that's gonna do it thank you darren for coming on i really enjoyed that i honestly did um especially that conversation there at the end um man just one deer hunter to another what we're seeing out there, um, you know, there's just so much information that floats around out there about deer hunting, because so many people love it, uh, that's sometimes just kind of hard to sift through, and you know, honestly, what's right for one person is probably not going to be right for another, because whitetail are just so unique, they cover such a vast area, that there is just no one simple answer, so, but I think that's why we like them so much, because, You just never know what you're going to get. So, uh, Once again, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, I'm about to get out of here. I'm going to get packed up, head to Nebraska tomorrow. Uh, Again, thank you guys for listening. like I keep saying hunting season's here um uh, make sure you're following me especially on Instagram I'm way more active on Instagram than Facebook uh but anytime I go hunting I love to bring you guys along um anytime I'm out there at the ranch I try to do some stories and stuff so be sure to follow me share it with your friends share this podcast with your friends um you know this time of year is when a lot of people who are uh maybe not so into year round hunting podcast start getting back into it so share it with your friends get ready for this season enjoy god's creation right back here on